and welcome to Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith, a podcast about the joy and trauma of unrequited love. The kind of love where you're more likely to crochet their name onto a cushion than actually meet them. My guest today is supremely funny comic, writer, actor, podcaster and champion quizzer, Lucy Porter. <laughs> <laughs> and soon to be on Antiques Road Trip. I mean, I don't know if we're allowed to say that, oh, Margaret, dear. but I'm sure by the time this goes out, uh, everyone will have enjoyed <laughs> my, uh, yeah, my going... In your on. dreams. In my you dreams. Were, yeah. So, Lucy, are you prone to crushes? Are you still ah, prone to crushes? This or? is my dream podcast <laughs> because I am the crush queen <laughs> of all the crushes. Um, yeah, I think my whole approach to life is I have crushes on people, on things, on food, on songs. I love something intensely and passionately for a time and then I never want to see it again. <laughs> so it's Manchego cheese one week, Chris Hemsworth the next. I literally have these... Kind of... Oh, but it's only one thing at a time as well. Got, so quite often I... Manchego and Chris, no, no? <laughs> you can either have Thor or you can have delicious salty cheese. You cannot have both. Excellent. Um, yeah, so I... Generally, I'm sort of slightly monomaniacal about things. And yeah, my whole life, I think my whole life has been defined by crushes, things that I have fallen passionately in love with, people that I've just been obsessed with have kind of guided me. And it's nice in middle years, I think, to sort of look back and go, oh, that was a sort of useful crush that taught me something about myself. Yeah, because I actually think that crushes are often about your identity rather than the person oh my like, god yeah even... you're projecting so much yeah. onto them I mean the poor innocent objects of my affections <laughs> who have really never you know some of them never knew how much they represented and the, the you know the fact that I was pinning my future I mean because it's always the thing isn't it that you have a crush and then you imagine that you're going to get married and you're going to yeah. have babies and you're going to because um... my early crushes were definitely I think sort of marriage was in, I wasn't obsessed with marriage I wasn't like those kids who are constantly trying to pin down other kids at nursery to marry them <laughs> whatever but I did sort of see a life together in some way and mm. early on because it wasn't sexual it was just that living together I think I just sort of imagined us yes. just you know just almost stuck to them oh, God. <laughs> living their life maybe that lovely not mine thing where you don't really know what marriage or yes. commitment or yeah certainly that like, was you know, lovely was, wasn't it oh wasn't <laughs> it so though lovely. but yeah see I think so my first ever crush which I remember very very well yeah was uh Jeffrey Holland the actor Jeffrey Holland but it was his character I was going to say it was Spike Dixon in the television sitcom Heidi High. I think I might have had a bit, it wasn't intense, but I think I might have had a bit of a crush well, on him. Well, he was mine, so back off. Uh, <laughs> Do you still, still feel like that? Do you still I feel a rising really, Because it was so formative and it was so incredible. And um, for our younger listeners, uh, the sitcom Heidi High was... Still uh, on at the moment, I think. I think it's on Dave or Gold. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, I mean, ageless, timeless. Yeah. Brilliant. I, you know, a lot of the sitcoms of that era, I wouldn't stand by. I would say Hello, Hello has not aged no. in many ways brilliantly. Although much it is it the, uh, the most popular um, Amdram production. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> because it's perfect for an Amdram. It's basically turning up, doing a, a bad accent, doing yes. a catchphrase in a bad accent and getting off. And there's hundreds of them. It's absolutely perfect for it. And the Officer Crabtree role is the one. Yeah, that, the one that everyone I wants. I was just yeah. pissing by. But uh, Heidi High was set in a holiday camp and 
and Jeffrey Holland played Spike Dixon, who was the camp comedian, and he was so innocent. He was the sort of him and Sue Pollard as Peggy Oliver yes. and Shaw were the two sort of innocents, the yeah, ingenues. Very be- beta. Yeah, they were my absolute favourites, and I think they Peggy became a role model. <laughs> Uh, it's a really sad role model it's it because she's just a failure. Just desperate. Just a constant But so enthusiastic. Failure. And I think I've carried that through life, that I will be a yellow coat. Actually, yeah, a failure, but not necessarily unhappy, is not she? Not at all. Delusional. She, yes, yeah, delusional and understands that the, the fighting for it is what life is about. Yes, and actually it's about the journey, which yes. we're all coming to learn now, aren't we? Um, but yeah, so I loved her, but the, the start of my sexual awakening, I think, was uh, with Spike Dixon. Because He's very I, tall, wasn't he? He was sort of tall, but he was so nice and so honest and so honourable. And uh, I, I hated Ted Bovis. So, so Paul Shane <laughs> played Ted Bovis, who was the sort of embittered older comedian, which I now relate to very much. <laughs> much I'm much more, more Ted <laughs> than Spike these days because <laughs> life has dealt me a hand that I was not expecting. But um, but back then, I was still young and full of hope. And I think because he was funny, and I mean, you know, he dressed up as a big baby in a yeah. nappy with a. I picture him and... just with a constant bewildered face. Yes, he Do was. Do you see bewilderment? He was as a very an attractive. Person? Yes, I think people who are confused by life, I've always gravitated <laughs> towards, uh, and that was an early example of it. And he, he, yeah, he just he was a straight man. Even though he was a comedian, he was kind of the straight man to Ted Bovis. But I, yeah, I absolutely fell in love with him. In fact, I think what we may and we'll. See as the time goes on, we may establish that men in sitcoms is going to be a bit of a motif throughout my oh, crushes. Definitely, yeah. No, I, I relate to that. Mm. I mean, my most recent one was in 2016, <laughs> <laughs> That's very and specific. was a man, I know, man in a sitcom. As I've mentioned before, um, 2016 was obviously a very traumatic time in the world. Yes. And I coped with this by burying myself in a very old, <laughs> well, in um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, yes. In, uh, an old feeling of, I'm just going to fall in love with someone on a yes. sitcom uh, and while my husband sits next to me and just sort of <laughs> takes it. <laughs> my husband worked with uh, the actor Tom Bennett, who was uh, he's in Phone Shop. Oh, yes. And I loved Phone Shop, and he was absolutely my favourite character in Phone Shop because, again, bewildered. Oh. And, you know, and uh, so when Justin said, he said, oh, yeah, I'm doing this uh, film and working with uh, Tom Bennett. And, you know, I just went, oh, my God, I love him! <laughs> <laughs> with such a passionate intensity <laughs> that Justin was like, whoa, OK, dial that down a bit. I didn't need to know how you felt about him. But there's always, in every sitcom, there's always someone that I crush on. A yes, bit. yeah, yeah, that you have to connect to. Yeah, no, I mean, I get that. The um, Richard Beckinsale, obviously, after <gasps> I moved on from Spike. Yeah. Got uh, Lenny Gobber in Porridge. Yes. Oh, he was absolutely gorgeous as well. Quite, and then Alan in Rising Damp, and that yep. was sort of again because by then. I was starting to properly go, oh, yeah, no, this is what it feels like to fancy, to actually yes, then it was go, yeah, he's sexual. really beautiful. And Richard Beckinsale, definitely sexier, oh, sorry, so than, than Spike Dixon. Well, Jeffrey Holland is listening to this. I <laughs> imagine he'll be quite offended, Margaret, but you carry on. I think he 
get that. No, it's like, I, I mean... Jessica it, Rabbit is sexier than both of us. I so. mean... <laughs> we just have to accept these things. Um, no, the Santino Fontana, who is the one from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes, yes, yes. That Christmas, my husband made me a calendar which had a picture of Santino Fontana <laughs> in every one from... Um, uh, from January to November and in November he was looking behind him and saying goodbye and in December was a picture of my husband <laughs> so it was his way of going you have to come back now <laughs> because you've committed to me it's not very strange because I mean I don't really have you know crushes I think as I've got older one of the things I've learned is that a lot of my crushes actually weren't sexual it was just admiring people or wanting to be them rather than be with them or whatever so I think it's definitely yeah it's diminished as I've Mm. got older but yeah I mean I have to say this is like I haven't had one for years and years and years I have to defend myself here but it does make me think god today the kids today with their crushes Mm. I mean the fodder you get because I had a friend who used to love Brad from Neighbours do you remember him very hot sort of surf hunk but she used to do that thing of she had a video, a, a blank VHS in her recorder, and she would try and record just his scenes. <laughs> and it's the most pathetic wank bank you've ever Aww. seen. It's just sort of clips of him, cut, you know, just a man leaving. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> it's so sweet. But like now, you can, you know, you get on YouTube and you can just watch hours and hours yes. of whoever, however minor they I are, know. you can find him. Well, I won't embarrass my children um, <laughs> publicly, but one of them, let's just say. Yeah, uh, has been the YouTube search history is extraordinarily <gasps> oh my God, really Tom Holland based. I mean, oh my yeah. God, <laughs> so cute, but so understandable. And I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, that umbrella performance where he does. Have you seen this on Lip Sync Battle where yeah, Tom Holland does it's Rihanna? Incredible. And it's. I mean. I don't fancy him because he's a tiny child yeah. and I know his dad, yeah. which is so weird. <laughs> I know his dad. I remember I said that to my kids. They were like, you know his dad? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. My kids are similarly... So weird, oh, isn't it? But, um, but uh, you know, if, if you were of a relevant age, I just um, think you yeah. could not... I mean, how could you not fall in love with that? That is just extraordinary. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's an amazing performance, but I think some of the the thing that's amazing about it, and obviously your child is young enough that they won't be recognising this, but it's the effort that's gone into it. That's yes. It's a very, very attractive thing, someone who's not only very good at what they do, but has worked incredibly hard yeah. to get to a point where it is amazing, he looks amazing, everything about it is impeccable and yeah. in- impressive. Well, caring about things is incredibly sexy. Yeah, and... much hotter than men understand, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel that there is, yeah, maybe in in my life I've felt that that the men I have admired and had crushes on, it has been for slightly more noble reasons (laughs) than some of the men I've known. Anyway, let's not get into that. But uh, yeah, certainly. Well, weirdly, my husband said to me this morning, "Are you going to have any men on the podcast, or would that be just disgusting?" It and is I sort of know what he means. Yes, it but I will, is. and I am genuinely very interested in the difference between how women crush and yes. how men crush. And it is definitely more acceptable. I mean, my husband gets really annoyed that in the playground after school we're all standing around chatting and all the mums will go oh well, I watched Bridgerton oh did you see that bum oh, it was... 
And, I mean, some of them, you're like, oh, really? I mean, they're a little bit inappropriate. It's a bit even. much. I mean, especially because yeah. the kids are running around. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. And all Bridgerton. Um, but, but yeah, and, and Justin gets really annoyed because he's like, well, look, you know, I could, if I started to go, oh, that Michelle Pfeiffer, oh, she's a... She's a tasty one. I love you would that all be he's chosen himself. Oh, his references are all from the kind of the nineties. Kim Basinger. She's not in Bridgerton. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I mean, I think yeah, there is a very different dynamic at play. But uh, yeah, but yeah, well, also because the whole sort of groupy thing, you know, that that power imbalance. Like when I used to have crushes on pop stars. And there was that sort of horrible thing of going, oh, but you, you you got to an age, I think, where you go, well, but I wouldn't want to meet them because then something might actually happen yeah. because they're disgusting, <laughs> because they're sleazy <laughs> men. <laughs> oh, I know. No, I think you're right. I think that's a really sort of horrible realisation is that I remember actually this is a terrible thing, but I remember my dad saying, well, I hope you don't. Something like sleep with a drummer. Uh, I hope you've got more self-esteem than that, which is very mean to drummers. And I actually know a couple of drummers. Three, in fact, I would say, drummers who are brilliant, brilliant men. But I know where he's coming from, that thing of... Mm. And I think he might have said defining yourself by that, by sort of going, I like this and I like... Um, you know, and rather than go out and learn the drums myself and yes. go and, you know, form a band, just go and sleep with them to sort of go, you see, I yes. have attached myself to That's it. This well, as thing. Tina Fey said, it turns out, uh, as Tina Fey said, she forgets the <laughs> quote immediately. Um, as Tina Fey said, uh, talent isn't sexually transmitted or mm. whatever, you know, that it's yes. so true that I think, I mean, I think in fairness, uh, looking back at my younger self, um, there were times where maybe I had a dalliance with someone simply because I just wanted to be them. Yeah. And it's very, it is a lesson you have to learn. And I do not condemn the Absolutely. people who are still learning that lesson. Yeah. That's... And also, it is still hot. It is still, you know, I, it, I suppose the thing that you wouldn't want is to think that they don't even fancy them. Yes. And they're sleeping with them. Because, because they it's are, like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. with the band. I mean, yeah, you know, that is the whole That's awfulness. The but d- in reference to what your dad said, that is quite interesting because when I fancied pop stars, I did often go for the bassist oh. or the drummer because my self esteem was so yes. low that I didn't feel well the in the boy singer. band, as I say, like the one who looks like a mechanic because they do <laughs> yes. pick them specifically for the girls with low self esteem. I'm not getting no Robbie, I'm yes. not getting no Mark, mm. <laughs> like, you know. Oh, I know. Well, I used to. So Duran Duran was my oh, sort of really? era, the first wave, and so yeah. I mean, Simon Le Bon. Although I didn't think he was the most attractive member anyway. No, but everyone fancied John Taylor, who was the bassist. I can't picture now, but he was yeah. very pretty. And then there was yeah. Nick Rhodes, and he was um, fine. He was great. I mean, you know, he'd do. <laughs> and then there was Roger Taylor, the drummer, who was sort of all right. And then there was Andy Taylor, and again, no, like with Jeffrey Holland, I don't want to sort of. Andy Taylor sure was a guitarist <laughs> and nobody fancied Andy Taylor. So I took him on. I was like, all right, it falls to me then amongst my friendship group to be the one who puts the picture of... And Smash Hits didn't even no, do a poster have, of him. Well, this was the trouble with being obsessed with Hugh Laurie as well. I mean, I had the same <laughs> yes. picture over and over again uh, from yes. a Time Out advert Aww. because there weren't loads and loads of pictures of Hugh Laurie. No, so I got really into Elvis Costello he was my and did you... big crush. Yeah, but then I transferred again. You see, I thought, well, I, I was Costello. So how old were you then? I was. This was sort of eleven, twelve, thirteen. Post this was sort of Spike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Spike. So we, so the Spike was 
eight to ten, end of primary school. And then by the time I got to big school, I was kind of, oh, Duran Duran, Spandau Ballet, fancied Steve Norman from Spandau Ballet. <laughs> Literally, no one... No, he played the saxophone. Nobody fancied the saxophone. <laughs> um, but I went for him. And then uh, Elvis Costello. Then I got into indie music because my sister was a bit older and a bit cooler. So she got me into uh, stuff that was a bit cooler. So Elvis Boys Costello, with curtains, that was what... I mean, by the was... time I actually wanted to kiss a boy, I was just looking for a pair of curtains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, fine. I liked long hair, which I now have no oh, time for no whatsoever but at that time <laughs> I liked uh, I sort of had two types there was either sort of nerdy and sort of possibly sort of quite androgynous or big and chunky and fun so John Goodman <laughs> in Roseanne was my oh, other one. Oh, okay God I loved him so much and yeah. do you know funnily enough and I know my husband never listens to anything I do so I can say <laughs> you're fine uh, but I think that was the sort of template for <gasps> Justin of course yeah yes sort of big, yeah, big fair and funny and funny yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so, not. I, would he be offended by that? I'm being intrigued. I don't know. We'll find out possibly at some point <laughs> in the him. future if he ever finds out about this. But um, yes, I. So, so yeah, I would have kind of different types. But even Elvis Costello, who was like my big sort of, he was one of my nerdy crushes, and I just loved his music. And in yeah. hindsight, didn't really fancy him. No, just loved his music. But. Then I, once, I decided. I once made a collage of my top ten men, as sort of as if, <laughs> as if they were um, at the Last Supper. I mean, oh, sort wow. of a, long, a longer table. But yeah, looking back on it, no, I didn't. I didn't fancy these people. Were I didn't you fancy in the Paul collage? And all Paul were you Merton. Jesus? No, in no. The Last Miles Supper. Hunt was Jesus. <laughs> was it was. Well, oh my God! It was such a good Jesus. <laughs> such a good Jesus. Well, also, I mean, source of the reason it happened like this was it was a picture of him holding his arms. I remember kind of out. that. Yeah. I remember I need that. to find that collage because it. It was it was so basic because this is way before any technology did this. Yes. So it was like cut out and taken to the school library photocopier. Oh. Absolutely pathetic. But yeah, most of those people, I'd say, there was never any war. I mean, there was with Mars Hunt, but yes, well, you see, long them, hair because that era right. of pop stars. So yeah, there was the sort of. Where were they from? They were all from a certain town in the West Midlands, Stabridge. That's yeah. right. So Pop will eat itself, and Ned's the one stuff, and Ned's and yeah. all of those. Yes, and I fancied all of them. So that Did was you? the period. That was for me. So you must have been very because you're a few years younger than me, aren't you? So you must have been very young. Mm, I think so. A little bit. But I was probably sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, of. that was. Yeah. So yeah, so that was very much where I was trying to go out with boys who looked like that. Yes. And did it work? No. <laughs> No, none of the boys who looked like that fancied me. And uh, so did you go out with? Did you stick to your? These are my. This is my type. Yes. Or did you go out with people who were? Well, I had not your type. I mean, I, I, out of desperation, I went out with my best friend's best uh, best friend's boyfriend's best friend. Oh, lovely! Simply for convenience. Oh God, yeah. And he oh, was I mean, I was awful. a third wheel for years <laughs> yeah. and years and years. I know. Well, I thought this is my life is either I will be going out with Tracy and Andy and sitting there, you know, just <laughs> oh, watching them Oh, Yeah, sitting on a, on a wall while I watched my friends in a car park before I could go and get my bus. I mean, it's absolutely years yes. of it. And I thought that is not a life I want. I want to be in. I want to be in the car snogging. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I went out with uh, Andy's best friend Adam. Hello, if you're listening, <laughs> Adam. We were very badly matched. <laughs> I never really fancied you, but thank you anyway for the time spent snogging uh, in car parks around Croydon. Was he nice? 
Was he like Spike in no. personality? No, not even nice. I mean, I'm so I feel I'm libeling a real life person here, and I'm sure he's lovely now. We've all mellowed. Yeah, I mean, it's not like any of us were. No, I was uh, awful. All that. Oh God, I mean, I was an awful person for many, many years, and I mean, the whole of my twenties, I would take back in a heartbeat <laughs> if I could, really, romantically. But, um, but yeah, it was not. It, I, I think. There were so many boys I really did fancy, but again, sort of such low self-esteem that I never really approached them. Yeah. Um, and then in hindsight, in fact, you know what? There was, uh, funnily enough, there was a boy called Spike. <gasps> yeah. And did you did you go ding? And this, I this means something. Well, I remember thinking, oh, he's really nice, and he was lovely, really nice guy. And in latter years, I've kind of thought, oh, yeah, but, you know, obviously I was too shy or nothing ever happened or, you know, whatever. And then I was clearing out my mum and dad's house and found loads of old stuff. And, you know, I've always been a hoarder. And I found a note from Spike saying, oh, will you go out with me? Oh, my God. And I literally don't know what happened. I don't know why that didn't work out, why the stars didn't align. But I've spent all these years thinking, oh, yeah, he never, you know, reciprocated. But you... I mean, was it a note? It can't have been a note that you'd never seen. I like, don't, it can't have been that. Well, sad, no, I uh, must have seen it, but yeah. it must have been the timing was wrong, or the you know. Yeah. I may have been going out with horrible Adam by then. Who knows? <laughs> and you wouldn't have thought to. You were such a nice girl. You wouldn't have thought of dumping horrible Adam for no, the guy that you really. Well, I've but... never been able to dump anyone. I mean, I've literally never, never. No, have I? Ever been able to just? It's not good, is oh, it? I feel gosh. like we've missed out. Oh, I. I mean, I will basically wait until there is no option but for them to dump me or disappear i mean ghosting i invented ghosting i feel i don't get the credit that i deserve (laughs) but yeah awful i just could never so i think with adam and i mean i so wanted to break up with him and i think i i think i just sort of said we were going on a family holiday and that i'd get in touch with him when we got back and then kind of never never did and uh i yeah, I think it's just sort of petered out. But, I mean, it had gone on way past its yeah. sell-by date. Way past. So, in terms of your crushes, did they happen at the same time ever? Like, when you were saying, I had a type... Was were were you just sort of going? I'll go for anyone who's who you know these five types of people. Yes, I think it was um, indie fans. So there was a very specific look at the time, which was a very a tight jean ahead of its time, like sort of tight black jeans, yeah. um, pointed suede winkle picker boots, wow. Chelsea boots type things, and then an oversized shirt. The bigger, <laughs> the better. The more voluminous, <laughs> and then long, disgusting hair. Yeah, because I I remember um, I accidentally smelled a boy's hair. Well, I didn't. I smelled I, I smelled something nice at a disco oh. in uh, when when I was at university, and a, a friend of mine with long hair was there. And I said, "Oh, is that your hair?" And I took a big in inhalation, Ooh. and no, it was Ooh. not. And I honestly, it was really really difficult because I think I had to actually smother her. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no, I don't think. It, oh, I wonder what that is because he was like, "Oh, I don't know what it yeah. is." And then he said, "I don't really wash my hair no. because it goes frizzy." It was that era as well that. Um, so Andy, who I used to share a house with at university, was the first person I ever knew to do the experiment of will oh. my hair self clean, and it really, really it didn't. Doesn't. It, it doesn't. really didn't, and it smells like a sheep's bottom. 
bottom and it looks like a sheep's bottom and it was when we all begged him to call off the experiment but he wouldn't because especially with long hair oh. you think this is just yeah, yeah. It's the, it, I can still smell it like this is <laughs> it's sort of a Proustian brush I get sometimes <laughs> if I smell a sheep's bottom I think back to Manchester in the 90s surely and... didn't have actual shit in it oh I mean it all <laughs> May as well sorts have done. of whatever we used to smoke before weed you know that sort of um, resin stuff <laughs> that everyone used to smoke and you'd get burns in your t-shirt from uh, Hot Rocks yes um, yeah, yeah there was a, a, a lot of that in it and it also did smell of patchouli because everything was sort of a bit yeah. still a little bit patchouli-ish and we used to go to oh, what was it called Affleck Palace in Manchester and buy things that smelled of patchouli everything smelled <laughs> of patchouli and we had joss sticks and oh, awfulness. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, so that was my type was kind of greasy, unwashed, <laughs> big shirted. Men. And it's in terms of the of the celebrity crushes you had. Have you ever met? Because I have to tell you, yes. I've met Jeffrey Holland. <gasps> very well. In fact, I, I had a very awkward um, exchange with him. Well, not an exchange, an exchange of looks because I saw him in. Um, talent. He did the Victoria Wood play. Oh yeah. He yes. did a re reboot of it a, a few years back, and I was quite shy. And afterwards, he came into the bar, and he was so obviously wanting someone to tell him he was wonderful. That he was sort of staring over in a real spike, Aww. delighted Gosh, way. I love that. And I just, I just couldn't quite bring myself to say you were wonderful. So I just sort of <laughs> smirked in a very teenage where I sort of re- reverted to that bit and I feel I do feel genuinely bad about that so well I don't if know you're how I'd react Jeffrey. if I met yes him. well that's interesting so you who, who do who have so met I met Elvis Costello Oh my so God. having had this enormous obsession and were you, with was him, this during the obsession no, no. it was okay. slightly post. post although I mean still to this day I think he's amazing but I yeah. sort of so you get I over the really intensity. fancied him oh I really thought I fancied <clears> him <throat> when I was a kid but I just loved his music and then I decided that he probably was a bit too old or he wouldn't fancy me anyway so then I decided to fancy oh, him I spent a lot of time yeah working out age differences yes because you don't want to be ridiculous do you you're like well I don't, you know I couldn't marry a man 20 years older than me there's no one in showbiz who'd ever do that no you know? ridiculous that's <laughs> it um, and so then I started fancying his manager for some reason because I thought that was more realistic. Oh my god Lucy. And that, that sort is... of serious nerdery as well yeah. that I've gone oh yeah I'm looking into who his manager is I'm going to write to stiff records and see if anyway. Was his manager particularly younger or? No it's probably the same age if not older I don't really know what the thinking was but I just I was Wanted like. to be close. Yeah, I, yeah. Some, some sort of yeah exactly some attachment to him would be fine um but then so years later i was working on tonight with richard and judy the <gasps> short-lived itv chat show of course uh, the evening version of this morning which uh, sadly didn't uh, fly and they're just morning people i think you want to see them in the morning you do it turns richard out the british public were not ready for them with their <laughs> what they like in the evening <laughs> no, they didn't they didn't go for it well because they, they're going towards bedtime and i think they have sex every night Night. Oh, That's what I think about vigorous, it, absolutely <laughs> vigorous sex every night. And uh, I don't want to be thinking about it. <laughs> I strangely do now. Um, but they were lovely people. And uh, very, Judy, one of the nicest women mm. you could ever hope to work with. Uh, anyway, so the Rich and Judy show, uh, Elvis Costello was booked. And me and a woman called Carmel Morgan, who was the press officer at ITV at the time, now, now a successful writer. Um, I was going to say, I recognise Yeah, yeah. So she and I were both obsessed with Elvis Costello. And he came along in the afternoon to do a sound check. And we sat 
in the front row <laughs> of the London studios while he performed all this useless beauty. And we clung to each other. Oh my God. It was one of those yeah. moments of just going, oh, my God, this is real. This is actually happening. And he was lovely. Oh, thank God. So nice. And... <clears throat> and when so you he say was, he was lovely, did you approach, did you yes. get up during the song? Do you know? <laughs> and face, I love you. I love you. right up to his. I know your real name's Declan. But I'm going to call you Declan because I feel I know you. How's your manager, Jake Riviera? Is he okay? <laughs> Do you still work with Nick Lowe a lot? Because I also quite fancied him. Anyway, yeah, I did all of that though. I, I, um, Carmel it, it was the brave one. I would never have got the courage up but she dragged me over and we met him and he was so charming and he said oh if you're ever in Dublin he was living in Dublin at the time he was like if you're ever in Dublin um, you know I'll give you guitar lessons and I said oh Oh you taught me you made me want to play the guitar but I've never really been very good at it Um, and I did I talked like that I was (laughs) just very like oh it's really nice to meet that is just the voice (laughs) we do isn't it when you when you meet someone that you really like (laughs) Um, so yeah and he said oh yeah if you're ever in Dublin you know just uh, look me up I'll give you guitar lessons and I was oh like yes I'll definitely God. do that thank you <laughs> Lucy moves to Dublin <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I wonder what he would have said if he had I know I mean I don't yeah it was clearly not meant but yeah. it was said nicely so nice so yeah I mean it, that was an absolute, an absolute because joy. weirdly you know um, Alison Moyer was also obsessed with Elvis Costello. Oh, did, was yeah, she? really, really loved him. And um, so the reason I remember it is because I met Jeremy Hardy and I was drunk and I wanted to tell him what he'd meant to me oh. and got it very wrong and said something <laughs> like properly stupid. And I could see his face kind of... He was he was lovely about it, but he was slightly wincing like you're doing now. Mm. And um, But I managed to save it a little bit by saying... Funnily enough, I was listening to Alison Moyer on the radio talking about Elvis Costello and how when she met him, she said something really stupid. And she she said, oh, you went on. It went on a bit, didn't it? Oh, the, no. the concert. And she said that as she was saying it. She was like, why are you doing? Why aren't you saying yes. your music has meant more to me than anything in the world? Why are you going? Well, it went on a bit. <laughs> and uh, so I slightly managed to rescue it then because Jeremy Hardy was like, yeah, yeah, that is. That is stupid, isn't it? And I was like, yes, it is. I'm going to go now. <laughs> Just wish I'd managed to stay a bit soberer yes. to, to talk to him. But, but. you you know, it, it's so much pressure, isn't it, when you meet yeah. someone that you've been obsessed with? I, yeah. um, Christian Slater in the film Heathers oh, was God. a very early Yeah, you see, he fact, was my sister's and I wasn't really allowed him. OK, fair <laughs> enough. In fact, and Winona Ryder, I was obsessed with both of yes. them. Yes! Oh, I think there's an interesting sub-clause of crushes where you have crushes on couples. Yes. Sam and Rebecca from Cheers. Yes. Absolutely obsessed with. Don't, individually, not so bothered, <laughs> but as a couple, I mean, I feel, yeah... Yes, formative, absolutely. very formative. No, Once I really, I'd gone sexual. <laughs> really loved both. Yeah, it was the two of them in Heather's. I was like, oh yeah, yeah that's that's hot. Yeah, really and, hot. I, um, I mean, I once wrote. Oh, my sister had really annoyed me, and I wrote, "I hate you" on Kristen Slater's forehead oh, on her wall, and oh, she didn't really forgive me. Oh, but I, I was don't furious. Forgive you either? No. But, uh, <laughs> Sorry. But I met. I mean, I met him, and then ended up oh, working. Oh my with god! Him. Of course, you were in the show with him, yeah. weren't you? But and that was such a weird thing that by the end of that, because of course, when you You'd get to know him. someone, oh, I mean, a hundred percent, and a lovely man, really lovely, and very talented, and great fun, and then, but just simply not his. Character 
character yeah, in not Heathers. the guy from Heathers yeah. that's just you know and thank God because that character in Heathers was a psychopath yes so, exactly you, know, you don't want to meet the older version of him because whatever's happened to that character he's dead now oh yeah he's dead yeah. it's fine you don't yeah. need to worry about that but, <laughs> oh good I mean Christian Slater was just this sort of amazing ball of energy and brilliant but yeah it was really funny oh, I mean I, I can see that show and he um, at the end because not everyone was standing I don't know if you remember him <laughs> he was running along the front of the stage indicating that people should stand <laughs> I was like we don't do this in Britain <laughs> it's nothing you've like a standing ovation you've asked that you've been for. forced to by a frightening actor <laughs> <laughs> and God knows what he would have done if you hadn't stood <laughs> no, up Margaret absolutely. I really wouldn't like to have been there on the because yeah absolutely every single night and having you know worked in British theatre where that yeah. simply didn't happen no and I think it does more rare. now yeah. it does much more now yeah. but in the early 2000s it definitely no. was not a thing but he made it a thing <laughs> he is responsible yeah, he's for when you go to the, the theatre and you go oh god really oh, are we going to oh I just because <laughs> so I never I think if you're not brought up with it it does yeah. feel really weird. No, definitely. Although sometimes it feels like you're like, showing yourself. It feels like yes, you're sort of, I'm important too. Yes, exactly. Actually, exactly. yes. I think All it's a bit showy. Yeah. yeah. Um, although sometimes you can just put your coat on and give you a little bit. That's awful. Yeah. Start leaving. <laughs> well, I've been the to noise of the chair where everyone has given up. a standing ovation. I went to one particular play which everybody loved, and it got a standing ovation at the end. And I was very pointedly just putting my coat on <laughs> and getting myself. I'm like, look, I'm standing, but I'm not. A appreciating you look at my face look at my face as I blow my nose and edge towards the end of the aisle so uh, yeah it's uh, but but yeah so Christian Slater by the end of it it did feel like this weird dream that I'd ever had a crush yeah. on. and I, I think when a crush finishes for me it finishes so definitively <laughs> That I re I am almost slightly embarrassed and kind of and it was an awful thing that I did in my twenties where because sometimes you know I would have a crush on someone and it would be requited you know I I would make it requited yes <laughs> I do what I needed to um to requite and then um after a bit of <laughs> How do you requiting do that? I just became very bold and I would if I fancied someone I would go and tell them and it turns out because it was if largely you say men it. yeah often they, they'd be like well alright it seems rude not to <laughs> and um, so because I've been there, I've also been that person where someone says I fancy you and I'd be like oh well I'd better get off with them then because it sort of seems rude <laughs> it seems ungrateful you see, if you don't yeah a friend of mine used to and I mean and she was beautiful as well but she, she used to just go up to people and say oh, I think you're the most attractive man in this room and that worked every <laughs> single time like 100% of the time but I have to say that was some, this once happened to me a guy came up to me at a club and said I think you're the most attractive woman in the room and I, I said oh yeah uh, how many other women have you said that to yeah. and brilliantly he said uh, oh, only two and one of them's gone home <laughs> And reader, I married him. <laughs> that man is now the father of your children. I couldn't take it. I couldn't get off with him. I couldn't uh, take no. it seriously enough. I was just still... That's brilliant. I probably should have done. I mean, I talked to him for a long time about twicking him in the end. Which <laughs> is much worse. Sometimes I'm just to put an end to the chat. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's been another one where exactly. it's like, oh, God. I better get off with him. Let's just do this and then I can, oh. uh, yeah, I can go for my bus then. It'll be fine. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I have always found that if I have a crush on someone and then something happens then you know I don't just go oh great okay so you know that was nice I then despise them yeah and I, it, again it must be low self-esteem I was going to say is that the Groucho yes Marx I think quote? it is I don't want to yes. get off with anyone who'd want to get off with me as he famously said oh. <laughs> 
But yeah, I just, I, it, it's, yeah, awful because I sometimes felt these poor men were then kind of like, oh, oh God, what did I, I do? you really liked yeah, me. Yeah, you sort of, yeah. yeah, really into me. And then suddenly I would just go, oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but presumably you don't feel like that when you watch Heather's. Or do no. you? Are you like, there's that slightly annoying man who gets, <laughs> <laughs> drags people on their feet for standing O's. <laughs> or are you? He still owes me £2.50. <laughs> I didn't like to bring it up, but uh, I did buy him a bag of chips and uh, that was that was never reciprocated. So, uh, yes. Thank you very much, Mr Hollywood star Christian Slater. I'll have my £2.50. And then maybe I'll consider fancying you again. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I haven't, to be fair, watched Heather's yeah. for many, many years, so I wouldn't really know. But oh, I suspect I would. But yeah, the the You'd reality still... is intruded now. Yeah, the reality is intruded. But I wonder if it's slightly easier with um, a fictional character on screen. You can revert a bit to because Spike yeah. in Heidi High is forever oh, Spike yes. in Heidi High. He's just. It's a weird thing with them, um, you know, cameo. Probably Jeffrey Holland's on cameo. I could get you that for your birthday. Him Ooh. saying um, "Happy Birthday, Lucy." Ooh, but yes. I, I, but I was listening to someone saying it's actually a, a, a little bit sad because what you want is them in their heydays yes. wishing you a happy birthday, and what you get is this slightly <laughs> older man in their garage <laughs> reading it off. Yeah, the, reading uh, it. And this is for Lucy Potter. <laughs> Who is a big fan of Spike? You're right. Uh, well, Heidi, hi, Lucy. And happy birthday. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite the same. as. I mean, I have been asked on Twitter and stuff. People say, oh, will you do a message for my, you know, do you my do dad's free, a big fan like of some yours? Mug. But yeah, but it's mm. awful because it is like a hostage situation where you're there. Kind of <laughs> and it's weird because you don't know this person. You've never met them. And I find it a very weird modern phenomenon. And I mean, I do. I've got friends who do them. And it's, yeah. you know, and I think it's like anything. Once you get into doing it, then you yeah. go, oh, yeah, no, this is how I do it. This well, exactly. And I, I think it was quite interesting during lockdown because there were people who, you know, they've got the comedians who have nothing to do and they almost want to have something to form a bit of material yes. about. And yes. I sort of get that. It's going, right, you give me all the information about your friend and I'll come up with some... Yes. material about them like it's a mini corporate I mean I suppose it is a mini corporate <laughs> yeah. well it is you're being paid to, to sort of specifically tailor your material but yeah somehow if it I think if it's that they like you but I think sometimes it is oh they used to fancy you or that sort of thing where you go yeah, yeah that is a bit of a weird it is weird dynamic it, it's quite good I think characters do it safer well. But yeah, but maybe I, Spike still got the my yellow problem. Coat. Is though, I normally, if I fancy a, someone as a character, then I quite often do a little bit of research and find out about them, and then get attached to them as a person as well. Do you know? What yeah, I, mean? I find it difficult to leave it in the fictional realm. Yeah, well, Santino Fontana. Yes. Return to this. I. <laughs> so I'm. I met someone at a party, and, and met. This is the awful thing. I met them, and they said, "Oh." I, um, I, I've been watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend I said hi oh, god I, I love him and she was like it's a bit embarrassing my, my flatmate and I really love him and we've we even watched um, uh, we found a video of him and his wife singing a, singing a duet and I said yeah I've learnt the female part of that duet <laughs> I could just see her face falling. And I said, like, no, I know, I know. And I know, at least I know now. I mean, I think I even knew in the old days with Hugh Laurie, no, this isn't n- normal. Yes. And I'm sort of getting it. But I, I will I love I will that you out crazy. Exactly. The person I who was feeling sort of already yeah, self-conscious. mortified. And I was like, no, I have out crazy. I was like... Oh, but come on, we've all done ridiculous. I mean, I... But I was have... in my... 
you know, I had two children. But well, what? you know, but then it's not. I think it's there's a dangerous time in midlife as well, where you do think. Well, Refer, I suppose, yeah, that's my equivalent of a midlife crisis, and mm. that is better than. Oh God, it's much, yeah, much better leaving than my family. You could have done exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think it's fine. Little harmless. I mean, you know, it's better than shoplifting. <laughs> the other opportunity. So I was thinking, we, oh, maybe I could do. I mean, <laughs> a little bit of shoplifting. I never did enough of it when I was a teenager. <laughs> shoplifting. I know. Well, I know some people who are desperately sort of sad in in midlife. So, like some of my mum friends, as it were, um, and they're like, oh God, you know, yeah, they have like really big crushes now because they were quite sensible and. And, right, you know, because I think if you are someone who has been crazy and you know obsessive and fixated, yeah. then you've got it out of your system. Yeah, and you can always call on it, it again if you need it. <laughs> yes, it dredges up. Oh yes, I can always go back to the. I mean, I used to. There was one real life crush I had, where I mean, I was so obsessed with him that I I, I used to just drive past his house the entire time <gasps> and walk past his house and drive and, past. That's not that young. No, 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 no. This was the, the age of 18. Yeah, I was fully... <laughs> I learned to drive and I immediately <laughs> I only learned house. to drive so that I could drive past his house. He was um, Catholic and I ended up going back to church, even oh, though I'd amazing. lost my faith amazing. many years before. <laughs> and I would go back to church and I did. Yeah, and I mean, God, the lengths I went to. And I knew everything about every member of his family. I mean, basically had a dossier. Yeah compiled um, and I think yeah the the makings of a great private detective I think a lot of you know people are very good <laughs> yes, at having crushes pre-internet oh, wasn't yeah. it yeah you had to really dig, you had to go to the local library and look up records oh, who lives in that house let's go and have a look <laughs> and did you know him at all uh, well, I, I did um, vaguely know him and then I did get to know him and again I actually requited that we ended up going out and I never fully revealed the extent (laughs) of my well well done because that that would definitely have killed the the passion if he was like I recognise those number plates (laughs) (laughs) we called the police on you I'm very surprised that he maybe that was why we ended up getting together because he thought there's something strangely familiar about her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of I feel strange at home with her because I'd been standing at the end of his bed while he slept <laughs> did you do that thing of like accidentally revealing that you knew middle names of I, siblings I, yes and... I think I had a little bit too much knowledge of his movements I think that was I think it was one of those where you know he was saying oh yeah because um, oh yeah I went on uh, that school trip and I was like oh yes 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 that school trip that you went to to uh, to Posden Lacey uh, yes uh, and I'd obviously, because I knew where, like, you know, some friend of his and I'd mined for information about their school days. And oh, my God. So, yeah, it was awful. It was, yeah, really humiliating. But uh, he dumped me in the end, so it was actually oh, okay. a really Well, no, nice... that's only because you refused to dump people. I, I mean... <laughs> no, but actually, I would have carried on. Really? And he... Uh, but we both went away to university. And uh, within couple of weeks of being at university I was like we'll stay in touch it'll be fine I was saying to all my friends this one no this one this will this will buck the trend we'll actually stay together and then a couple of weeks into university he sent me a letter saying oh I've just met this other girl and funnily enough she's called Lucy too and you'd really like her she's mm. great and I was saying to my friends oh, isn't that nice that he's met a <laughs> I nice love how optimistic I would have been friend. optimistic yeah. like that as well and my friends were like are you not worried and I was like no but because why would he have told me about her if there was anything going on I mean you know and then a couple of weeks later, the letter arrived saying, I'm with the other Lucy now. And I oh, hope you God. don't mind. But I didn't really mind, to be honest. Yeah. 
because you'd got over that. Because basically the crush was about yeah. to you sort of petering out. <laughs> Dwindle. <laughs> So we've established that you are queen of the crushes, although I am, I'm going to challenge you, definitely. Joint queens, yes. Joint queens. We can reign this kingdom together. Uh, but when I, when I ask you about crushes, mm-hmm. who is the one? Who is the one that you think of immediately? I think you never forget your first love. Yeah. I mean, I do think... And I like the way you say love. Je- oh, Jeffrey Holland. Love. I mean, absolutely, really. I, I think... I would not be the woman I was today if it wasn't for my crush on Spike Dixon. He was a comedian. He was a nice guy. I think he's shaped me morally and possibly determined my career as well. Oh, I love this. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to do the very scientific method to work out Um, whether it would work. Love maths. Love maths. The love maths. I mean, I 100% believe this. I've done it so many times myself over the years and it never lies. (laughs) And what is it with your husband, do you know? Um, oh, it's not good, I think. I seem to remember we did it early on in the relationship and it was not, the signs weren't good. But then in so many ways, the signs weren't good, but we've clung on in there. Okay. All right, well, we'll see whether you're leaving your husband or not. Yes. Uh, the results for you and Geoffrey Holland, oh, yes. it's 65%. <gasps> I like those odds. Which isn't bad. I mean, what's that? It's a good 2-1. I mean, yeah, to be honest, that is... Uh, I mean, decent. many a marriage has been made on worse than that. Yes. So, well, if he's listening, I mean, in a way, I hope he's not because... (laughs) You've been really quite rude, rude, yes. No, he was wonderful in it. He was. I just couldn't bring... You know, Yeah, no, you were just shy. It was you, you, not him. It was the shyness. But is there anything you would like to say to him if he is listening? I mean, I would imagine that he will be in touch immediately following broadcast and I shall be waiting by the phone. (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. But thank you, Jeffrey. <laughs> thank you, Jeffrey. Thank My first crush all and of an all-round Lucy's crazy crushes. Oh, <laughs> hang on. Well, this Justin, our producer, <laughs> tells us that Justin, who is your real-life husband, mm-hmm. if you didn't know, is yes. uh, 68%. <gasps> oh, it so... was meant to be after all. I must have done the maths wrong in the oh. early days. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Well, Maybe I included his middle name. Because well, that would give you an extra E, yes. Justin Matthew. Yeah. Um, um, maybe you could have a menage. Oh, well. Invite Jeffrey to live you with know you. know what? We could certainly do a lovely Heidi High reenactment. <laughs> because I think Justin would make a very good Ted Bovis. Oh. <laughs> I will naturally be Sue Pollard. Sue Pollard, And you, Margaret, will be Gladys Pugh. Thank you very much. I will buy a xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Lucy Porter. Such a pleasure. Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith was hosted by Margaret Caborn Smith and produced by Sophie Black. Please like, rate, and subscribe if you like what you hear, as it helps people find us. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. 
Listen wherever you get your podcasts.